does. But the reality is that that is just the bottom. That's the bottom. That is, uh, that is where uh, it starts. And so uh, through Scripture, we see people uh, giving uh, to God, giving to men, uh, giving to other believers. Uh, and, and with that, uh, they give of their own self. They gave of their belongings. They give of their own wealth and possessions. Uh, but giving, uh, that is a part of the Christian life. And so uh, here, let's look again in Mark chapter 12. Uh, and I want you to see, uh, what does that giving look like to us? What does that look like? Uh, Mark 12, 41, the Bible says, And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. I want you to see, first of all, giving is expected. It was expected. There was a treasury there before there were people there. And the Lord knew that people, when they came, they were expected to give. He knew where to go stand. There was a, there was a place. There was an expectation that when people came to the house of God, that they were going to give. Giving's expected. It isn't, it isn't something, some ironic thing. I can't believe they had an offering. Well, I mean, it's church. But, but not just that. They're, the giving is expected, of course, at the house of God. But the giving is just expected of God's people to be giving people. It, it shouldn't be something that is ironic or something that is, uh, that is not ironic, that's the wrong word, uh, something that is, uh, that is abnormal. It ought to be absolutely normal for God's people uh, to want to give. Uh, I got a letter today uh, from a young man. He's pastoring up in Washington State. Uh, he was one of my teenagers uh, years ago, uh, back in the early 90s. Uh, and he has been, he's been on staff at a church up there. Uh, and uh, I got a letter. He's going to Peru uh, on a missions trip. And he said, uh, with that, the program, he said, we're, we're uh, all uh, going to give $1,000 for our travel, but we're supposed to re raise uh, $1,500 uh, towards that from the outside, other people giving towards missions. Uh, and, and so uh, he, he asked, asked me, he said, Brother Brown, will you, will you help me on this missions trip? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's just with, with opportunity, God brings opportunity for us to be a help and a blessing to, to other people in life, for his kingdom, for his cause. And even, even in the generosity, just trying to be an encouragement to somebody is something for the kingdom. It's something for the cause of Christ. And uh, we want to make sure that we realize that uh, giving is just expected. It needs to be not an action that we do. It just needs to be who we are. It just needs to be part of who we are. Uh, uh, can you get, yes. Well, I don't know all the details. Does it matter? Who's it for? If I know who it's for, I have no problem. You know what? Serving the Savior, 
We, we just have to have a heart of giving. And, and here this giving uh, was expected. Uh, and and with, with this, we look at Jesus. He sat over against the treasury. So Jesus was aware that there was an offering box, a treasury, a place to put the offering. People were aware that there was a place for the offering. And people came knowing, came knowing that there was going to be an opportunity to be able to give. Give. Uh, and generosity uh, is not just uh, it's not just a gift. It's it is something that is valuable. So Deb's birthday was this last week. Now, if I gave her a five dollar Starbucks card, would that be a gift? Yes. I'd got shot. <laughs> but it would not have been generous. Now, I'm not saying that there weren't times where $5 was a generous gift. But we're not at that spot right now. Yeah, $10. And so, so generosity is not just a gift. It has to do with the value you have placed on the person that's receiving the gift. It's not just what I gave. It's who am I giving to and I, am I showing that for me that this is a generous gift. It's not just something... I had to give you something. Here you go. Here's your gift card. <laughs> I'd been in trouble. Uh, so generosity is uh, gauge. It is gauged by the size of the gift, but it isn't just gauged by the size. It's gauged by the opportunity of the giver. The opportunity of the giver. I have the the kids will come up, and they will they will draw me a picture. I've got pictures on our fridge. I've got pictures in my office on my desk. And because of who gave that to me and the effort that went in, it means something to me. One of the, one of the kids in the school, they, they made a little boat out of paper. And then they've got a little person sitting in the boat that they made out of paper. That took them some time. And I think it's a little second, second grader that made that. It stayed on my desk all week. People come in and they're like, he's got origami on his desk. But it means something to me. Why? Because I knew that it took some effort for that child to make that for me. You know, our giving, it ought to matter when we're giving something, it shouldn't just be that, okay, I gave something. It ought to be that our heart cares and it conveys our heart to the person we're given to. I want God to know that I love him. And it's not just tied up in my tithes and offerings and gifts, but my life. I, I should want to give to him. Why? Giving is expected. It's expected because we love. 
It, it is just expected because of that opportunity. And giving is an understood expectation. If gifts are not given, the love express and love is not expressed from someone who loves you, you would feel hurt. If I didn't give Deb something, if I didn't do nice things for her on special days, and I disregarded that, she would start to wonder, did he forget about me? Do I not matter? Other people have given me gifts. Why didn't he? See, gifts are a way that we communicate. It's a way we communicate love. Uh, and so uh, giving is, it's expected. Uh, and giving to God is expected. Our love, our gratitude, our thankfulness uh, is revealed or measured uh, by that giving. Number two, giving is observed. Giving is not just expected, giving is observed. The Lord's standing there watching every person. Awkward. Can you imagine? Let's say that we didn't have the offering plates and we just had the offering box and I stood back there and you go to put your offering in the offering box and I grabbed it. He was, obs he was observing. He was watching. He's still watching. He's still watching. He knows what we are doing. Jesus stood by that treasury, the offering box. He was watching. It was a purposeful action. He purposely placed himself by the offering. So that meant it was important. He didn't just stay back and say, oh, I see they put something in. No. He was watching how much they put in. So he was, that giving was observed. He was watching. Uh, it was a teaching time. So as soon as he got done watching what was going on, then he called his disciples over. Hey, come on over here. You see these guys right there? That one? No, not that one. They didn't put anything in. That one, and that one, that one. And you say, Pastor, you, po you just pointed at me. I have no idea uh, who just put in or did not put in. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, but with that, I mean, he, he was pointing individuals out. And then he pointed the lady out that had given the widow who had put in her two mites. Uh, and he used that as a, a teaching example uh, on this area of giving. Uh, why? Because it's a revealing time. The giving revealed something about each one of these givers. And the Lord was using this to teach the disciples the importance, the value of it, so they had the right philosophy. 
It wasn't enough just to put something in. And it wasn't just enough to say, well, these guys put more in, so they're the ones that matter. No, he was trying to communicate uh, a teaching about the offering. And it wasn't just about the magnitude of the offering, uh, but also it was about the ones that gave and how they gave and the, the generosity that was there. Uh, Jesus knows about our giving and he is observing uh, so look again verse 43 uh, he called un, uh, unto him his disciples and saith unto them verily i say unto you that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury for they all they did cast in of their abundance but she of her want did cast in all that she had even all her, her living so this giving guideline was based on not the volume of what they had, but what they had left. Now, is it saying that we have to give in all that we have? No. The scripture doesn't teach, tell us to do that. He is just talking about the generosity here, and he wasn't condemning these uh, others that cast in much. He didn't condemn them for casting in much. He was just saying, this widow cast in more because they cast in, but they have abundance. It is not impacting them. But she cast in out of her want, out of her need, out of her lack. She cast in all uh, her living. Uh, so that much, that little, uh, the sacrificial offering. Uh, and, and here we see that uh, he was looking at the abundance versus the absence. So, so we see that, uh, that all, the giving uh, is expected. Number two, giving is observed. But number three, how we give is observed. How we give. So look again, Mark 12, 41. Mark 12, 41. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. How? I wonder if he was watching their countenance. I wonder if he was watching their pride. I wonder if he was watching maybe their sorrow in that giving. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 5. Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse number 5. Bible tells us, therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty. So look at me for a second. So here we have uh, the church at Corinth, and this, this church of Gentiles uh, was taking up an offering for the Jewish believers in Jerusalem. There was a great need, there was persecution, and so the very people, the, Jew, the Jews, had rejected the Gentiles, 
and yet the Gentiles are going to give to them anyway. They were called dogs by the Jews. They were, they were rejected by many of the Jews. And even as uh, this transitional time uh, where you have the, uh, the Jews and the Gentiles coming together in the New Testament church, there was still a lot of prejudice. And so here the Apostle Paul was trying to help the Gentile believers uh, to care and love about uh, love the Jewish people. God's people. And you know what? Uh, to help your heart, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And Paul was trying to help them get over that prejudice, get over that animosity, that bitterness. And so they were taking up offerings for these Jewish believers. Paul then, he realizes that it's about time to collect the offering, so he sends other people ahead uh, to go ahead and just uh, uh, remind them that they were taking the offering, uh, helping encourage them to be prepared to take the offering. Uh, I need Paul to get involved before next Saturday. All right, for our, our building banquet. Uh, but, uh, uh, but the same scenario, uh, they were preparing for an offering, and, and Paul was trying to get them thinking about the offering, the purpose of the offering, pulling resources together to be ready uh, for the offering. And so, so we see that uh, that is the case here. Uh, and in verse, verse number uh, 5 there, uh, second part, it says, Wherefore, uh, whereof ye had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not uh, as of covetousness. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He is using this term, sowing, reaping. Uh, this is all dealing with an offering. It's all dealing with the financial care of God's people. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Now, uh, with our giving, it needs to be purposeful. It needs to be purposeful. Our giving should not just be based on what I have in my pocket at the time. It shouldn't even be a high-pressure scenario where now I feel like I'm pressured, I got to do. No, our giving ought to be a purposeful decision. Deb and I have been talking about our offering that we we're planning on giving. And I wrote down what my number was and... Uh, I put it on my phone, and I turned my phone over, and I said, okay, what's the number the Lord's given you? And uh, it, was, it was a good number, uh, but uh, she said, what did the Lord give you? And I, I gave, showed her, and mine was uh, higher. And so she's like, okay, sounds good. Uh, and, but it's, it's purposeful. We need, to be, we need to be on the same page in our giving. Uh, it needs to be... On purpose, what we give to the Lord. Now, what we give right now is different than what we gave 20 years ago. Our kids are all grown. <laughs> they're, they're out of the house. College is done. Brother Franklin, it's coming. Uh, 
Uh, college is done. Uh, and, uh, you know, not even, I mean, our kids, they worked all the way through college as well. We helped a little here and there. Uh, but, but the reality was, uh, you know, we're in a different spot than what we were in before. But we need to, in our giving, uh, he was watching how they gave. Our giving should be purposeful. He said, every man according as he purposeth in, uh, in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able, can I get somebody to grab that uh, uh, alarm, uh, get that thing reset? Thank you. Uh, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. So purposeful giving is purposeful. Generosity is purposeful. It ought to be purposeful. Not grudgingly. He's watching how they gave. Not grudgingly. Our giving shouldn't be grudgingly. The word grudgingly is the word lipe, and it means sadness. Our giving should not make us sad. We shouldn't be putting an offering in the offering plate and think, man, I, sh I could have this if I didn't put this in. Now, I would lie if I have never thought that. But I don't regret. I am thankful that I have an opportunity to be able to give to the Lord. I'm thankful that I have an opportunity to be able to give to other people. The Lord puts it on, I keep money in my wallet for that purpose. Just to give. And, and with that, I asked the Lord, show me who you want me to give this to. I keep two $100 bills in my wallet. Now, they're gone right now. <laughs> but that's, that is my normal. And with that, though, it is there for just the opportunity to be able to give to somebody. Have you ever had an opportunity and thought, I don't have anything to give. And that opportunity was gone. You know, we should just, ha we should just have a heart, on, even on top of whatever we give to the Lord through our offerings, but just wanting to be a help and a blessing to people. Be a conduit to help somebody. And, and allowing our, our, ourself, God has blessed us, let us be a blessing to somebody else. He said, not grudgingly. He's watching how. Uh, that, that sadness, uh, it also means emotional pain is experienced. There shouldn't be emotional pain in our giving to the Lord. Or our giving to anybody. It shouldn't be painful to us. Uh, he said, not of necessity. Uh, it's the word ananke. It, it means pressure or distress. Pressure or distress. Our giving shouldn't be based on pressure. He said, well, pastor, you're pressuring us to give. I am charging because scripture says for the pastor to charge the people. 
But I am not pressuring you individually to give. That's up to you. But we should have a heart to give. We should not give grudgingly. It should not be of necessity, but cheerfully. The word is hilaros. Hilarious. God wants us to be cheerful, and it literally means cheerful joy. Giving should be cheerful. We get to give. Give to God, give to God's people, give to our loved ones, our family. Giving should just be cheerful. We should enjoy it. So giving then, uh, how we give is observed. Uh, Lastly, number four, how much we give is observed. How much we give is observed. It mentions two mites. The Lord knew exactly what the offering of that, that uh, widow was. Farthing. He didn't classify what the rich gave. He wasn't diminishing what they gave. But there was an acknowledgement of how much. How much we give is observed. And he called unto him his disciples and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. So this poor widow, she cast in more. The, the, the rich cast in much. Uh, but there was, a, uh, there was an assessment of the amount that was given. Uh, as we give to the Lord uh, percentages, if it's based on a percentage or however we're giving, uh, the tithe, that's what the word tithe means, tenth. It is literally a percentage. Uh, it is not uh, 10% is not the, uh, the idea of what tithe is. Uh, tithe is 10%. It is the tenth. Uh, so that's what the word means. Uh, and our offering is above that tithe. Uh, but giving, it begins with obedience, but it continues with generosity. It begins with that obedience, but it continues with generosity. And so that 10, maybe it'll go to 12% or 13 uh, to 15. And, and as we are giving and as we are growing and as we are uh, taking in and increasing the resources, stewarding what we have, uh, as we do that, it gives us more opportunity to give more to the Lord. But that is only the case if we don't, if we don't change our cost of living. You know, the philosophy of resource so as Americans, if I get a raise, that means I've got to change my, my cost of living. And so I am just as strapped as I were, was before the, the raise. You know, good stewardship doesn't live that way. Good stewardship does not live paycheck to paycheck. Now, 
Sometimes we are in that spot, and especially getting started, we're in that spot. And there have been some times we have absolutely been there. But the reality is, as, as you are a good steward and time goes on, some of you that are living paycheck to paycheck right now, uh, you follow good biblical principles, and there's light at the end of that tunnel. I'll promise you. I'll promise you that's the case. Uh, and, and with that, though, uh, if you're not continually changing your, your lifestyle according to your income, what will happen is you will have more income and there will be a big difference between your cost of living and that income. And it will give you now uh, more opportunity to save for the future as well as invest and give and live Generously. But we got to change the mindset if I'm going to spend everything that comes in. Because if we do, we will always live under the stress and the pressure of finance, of money. Someone uh, came up to me today and said, Pastor, out of debt. Praise the Lord. You know, that is, they were so excited. They were pumped. You know, what a wonderful thing. You could just see pressure let up. It was just visible. And that's where we want to be. So here as we are looking at our own life and uh, the giving of the living, as a child of God, giving is a part of being a child of God. Being Christ-like, being Christian, it's being giving. Giving in the offerings, giving to one another, giving towards kingdom work, just, just giving, being a giver. And as we do, he that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. We want to sow sparingly and reap bountifully. But it doesn't work that way. And every time you sow, you don't know what's going to grow. Have you ever planted something and it died? You didn't plan on that happening. But then there are other times you sow, you plant something, and it grows. Pretty amazing. And then you get to enjoy that. You know, God, God His economy, his, his system of economics is the only way to live. And if you will, by faith, embrace that, you, you're the one that wins. It works. And this area of stewardship, and we're coming to the end of stewardship month, but it shouldn't be the end of stewardship. It should be that we're okay, how can I do this? How can I figure this out? What do I need to change? What do I need to, be, what do, I need to, to do better? 
Brother Franklin was talking about his spreadsheet. So Friday, I spent hours putting together a spreadsheet. And I was working on putting a spreadsheet together, and it was so I could print it off and give it to Mrs. Brown so she knew where we were at. Something happens to me, I want her to know exactly where we're at. And as I was putting the spreadsheet together, and as I was doing so, I was color coding everything. And I just thought of Brother Franklin just sitting there grinning. <laughs> I could just see, I could, in my mind, I could just see him just, man, this is good, this is exciting. Uh, and he talks about his spreadsheet. And so, uh, you know, in our, in our life, though, we want to be a good steward. He said, well, I don't have much to put on that spreadsheet. Okay, but what you have, let's steward it. Well, it's not enough to worry about. If it's not enough to worry about, you will never be a good steward. And let's just take what God has given us, the truths, and as we follow them, we win. Father, I thank you for your goodness to us. Bless our people and uh, Lord, I pray that we would really grab a hold of these areas of, uh, of truth, these principles that you give to us in your word, and uh, help us, Lord, just to grow in our faith. And as we grow, we pray that you would be honored in, in what we do and how we, how we steward and uh, how we take care of the resources that you have entrusted to us. And, and so I pray that you bless each one and uh, give us uh, guidance and wisdom, uh, give us faith, help our faith to grow and our trust in you. And so just work in a mighty way in our lives, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. We'll have just a short invitation. The Lord spoke to your heart tonight. You respond. Maybe there's an area the Lord put his finger on. Let's, let's grab a hold of this.